You're now listening to Cinco Squad. What's going on, everybody? This is Cinco Squad with the Cinco Cinco episode. I know that's not how you say it, Nayland, but but you know what? Cinco, We're Cinco. saying it that way. <laughs> and let's bring in Grandpa Jay with his bright, smiling face. Cinquenta y cinco I have not taken Spanish in so long that I refuse, <laughs> I gave up. <laughs> What's going on, fellas? My name is Jonathan Sawyer with Cinco Squad. With me are my brothers, of course, Mike DeSano and Grandpa Tire J. What up? <laughs> Grandpa J sleeps. Grandpa J sleeps two hours a week, everyone. So um that's no exaggeration. <laughs> no, not a lie whatsoever. <laughs> so how's your week going, guys? Splendid. Awesome. I like the sugar. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Got no. some good playoff got some good playoff basketball and good playoff hockey. Uh, real interesting matches up in the NHL and NBA. We'll get into that later in the show. Um, don't forget, next week we're gonna be live at Maloney's local Irish pub. So if you're in yes, Tampa, sir. come on out. Have a good time with us. We're going to be there uh, throughout the whole draft talking about our predictions. Uh, we're going to go through some predictions that we think teams should take tonight. But make sure local uh, Maloney's local Irish pub next Thursday at 730 Eastern. We go live in Tampa in Carrollwood, the Carrollwood location, everyone. So come on out. Have a good time. And uh, can't wait to see everyone out there. That's Fellows. It's gonna be good. What's, what's been going on this week? What sports have you guys been watching? What, what what's going on? Let me know. Let me know. I got a lot of energy tonight. Let's go. Well, thank goodness, thank goodness I'm not watching the <laughs> Lightning game right now. Oh, bro, it's brutal. It's <laughs> brutal. Win, like that was a must win for Toronto. That was a it must, was it was a franchise saving win at this point. So I'm doing a little better. The New York Rangers just took the lead on the Devils, <laughs> so I'm doing a little better now. As we continue the night. We could be doing much better. We could be doing much worse. So we'll find out. But it might just that, be me and Grandpa Jay. Yeah, to... I might just have to leave out of anger. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's been, it's been good. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited for, I'm excited for uh, the rest of the playoffs. I mean, there's a lot of good teams. you got the Seattle Kraken. Come, I just put a post up, everyone. Mm -hmm. Go check out our socials on that. Uh, Kraken took the – get this. They get to play the reigning champs in their first playoff uh, as a franchise. They, they got – Bring home a dub, and that's like, I was like, oh my god, man! If they go up 2-0 back to Seattle, first home it's, playoff game. Oh man! Even if it's one-one, that place is going to be rocking. Take the lead in the series. So I think the way the way they've been able to last couple of years to pack the arena, I mean, they could be down 2-0, I think, and that place would be rocking. But if they're up two, if they're up 2-0, like, yeah. it's going to be crazy. Oh yeah, yeah for sure, <laughs> for sure. We and we got a, we got a plethora of things to talk about tonight. We're going to get into that yeah. a little bit later. Um, but we got kind of a new segment here to to start off the show. So, since Grandpa Jay and myself always have our jugs, we're jug we're jugalicious. What were we, we going to call it, John? What was it? What was it? What was I forgot. Name? I forgot. It was like <laughs> Jamie and Jamie and Grandpa. Jamie and John's jugs. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie and John's jugs. <laughs> we should get that that's for hard. that's uh for single squad after dark. Single squad after dark. That's the well, segment after dark. We're, since Mike is the only one that always has, we're gonna have this segment be 
what's in Mike's cup? So, Mike, what, Mike, Mike, what's in your cup tonight? A cold glass of milk? I know it looks like milk, but it's not. What this is, is no. This See, is, I know. This is O'Reilly's white chocolate cream liqueur. I'm about to vomit. Bro, put that thing down, bro. Uh, I know he likes it. It's like milk, man. Off the screen, bro. That is so good. <laughs> I, you know what? When I poured it earlier, I I looked at it immediately and was like, they're gonna say this is milk. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I thought Maybe it was milk. It is. Who knows? I mean, like, who cares? I mean, like, if you if you're drinking milk, if, I, if I want milk. some milk, yeah, I'll have some milk. So, so that's, that's our new that's, segment. That's a disgusting con. Whatever that is, bro, I, I think we need to change it back to what you're sipping on. What you're <laughs> sipping on. Uh, you got to be sipping on something correct. <laughs> Talk about it. Really good. Like, obviously, if you don't like white chocolate, don't get it because it tastes It just it tastes like liquid I'm white chocolate. About, I love Jason Williams. What are you talking about? Not that white chocolate. We all like that white chocolate. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, I, I was thinking about this today and, like, thinking about yeah. how excited I am about, like, we came off the high of March Madness, right? Like we were so mm-hmm. excited because you have to watch games mm-hmm. Thursday through Friday or, or through Thursday through Sunday. And like I was thinking about, it, I was like, man, I love this time of the year. This is where I start to ramp back up because it's like oh, yeah. you got NBA, but like it sucks because of the games are like right back to back. So like unless you have a setup like me where I have monitors around my my room and yeah. I can put it on different TVs. You can yeah. only watch realistically one game at a time, so I'm sure bar sales are probably through the roof trying to go watch all these games. All the, yeah, the different but, screens. But I know, but I know with all these games going on, Grandpa Jay has his <laughs> bets of the week going on this week. Yes, he does. What you, what you got this week? You were four and one last week, bro. Four and four one. one. Uh, <laughs> I had it. I had it. I went and took all the home teams, and of course. <laughs> Mr. Cinco's Cleveland Cavaliers had to come up short. They did make it a game. They were up by one with about two minutes ago. I'm like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And then Jalen Brunson just took over the game. And, and kudos to him because that was his chip on the shoulder game. So I gave him a lot of credit for stepping mm-hmm. up and getting that road victory. Because pretty much he was like his second choice, right? You never want to feel like we wanted Donovan, but we'll take you as compensation. So I feel he played that game with a huge chip on his shoulder. One of the great storylines of the playoffs so far. So let's get straight to it. Celtics ain't losing a single game in this series. They're going to sweep the Hawks. The Hawks do not look like a well-coached or well-gelled team at the point, even though they have Quinn Snyder. I think he needs a full year in the, or a full offseason to figure out who he wants and who he doesn't want on that roster. So let's go Celtics on the road to cover. They're going to cover the five. I actually like the Cavs to beat the Knicks in game three. I know that's a bull prediction, but I like the Cavs to win. But I'll take the plus two in case the Knicks do hit a buzzer beater and that becomes a push. Um, the Timberwolves took the Nuggets to the brink the other night. The, the the Nuggets needed Jamal Murray to have the game of this, like his best game of the season to do that. I'm going to take the Timberwolves to win at least one game. So give me the T-Wolves. And then, guys, let's go to the ice for the next two games. I was going to go baseball, but, hey, let's just stick with the playoff. we got all here. summer for that. Let's just, let's just ride out on these Friday night games. Yeah, sorry. I, I, I don't think Carolina is going to sweep the Islanders. I definitely think the Islanders take game three at home, even though Carolina looks like a dangerous team at the moment. Give me the Islanders to win game three. And the Bruins ain't losing two in a row. So I'm going to take the Bruins to win game three on the road in Florida, right around your neck of the woods. John, are you going to watch that game? By the way? I was 
I, I, it's still up in the air because mm-hmm. we're supposed. We're Bailey and I are having dinner tomorrow night at seven. I think the game is at seven, so yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't think we're going to be able to make that one. But yeah, we were thinking about it. But tickets are at. They're not that bad, actually. Realistically, we were looking at it like in the inner bowl. They were like 150 bucks a piece, which I know a lot of people were like, "Oh shit!" But like for a playoff game against the number one seed, like that's yeah. not bad, really. To be honest okay. with you, when you get into the finals and stuff like that, that's when they're starting to. Yeah, yeah. Up. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. no, but yeah, I know I got those two picks wrong. I had in my my clip the other day. I <laughs> I watched. It. I had, well, I have Carolina still sweeping, and right. I had the Bruins. But what I didn't put in the clip, and Mike can attest to this because he saw it, is I said I wouldn't be surprised if Florida steals a game in Boston. Yeah. Just just off of like a high, like you know, yeah. like just go going in yeah, and yeah. Just, uh, getting a game. So definitely uh, good picks right there. I like that. So, so yeah, just to yeah. recap, we got the Islanders at home. We got the Bruins on the road. We got the Celtics on the road to cover. We got Minnesota at home to cover. And give me Cleveland. Give me the points. Give me the points. I like Cleveland on the road in the garden. Yes, sir. So that's Jamie's bets of the week. We're going to post this after the show with the full list. Make sure you go and bet. He's 4-1 and one for two out of the last three weeks. You know, and if you win, a small donation to Jamie's fund is okay, you know. No. Um, or we need equipment. Fun. We need we equipment. equipment. It's a hundred dollar Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got some comments, of course, from our trusty, most dedicated fans and yes. Anthony saying single squad. Squad up. The drink blends into Mike's skin. <laughs> hey, hey, Mike. Does this blend into my skin? <laughs> <laughs> and then 7 p.m. dinner. Isn't that after hours in Florida? Yeah, if you're 77 years old, Uncle Mike, I'm 30. Chill, Uncle Mike, chill. (laughs) That's Grandpa Jay's dinner time. (laughs) (laughs) So, going to the ice. John, are you in Orlando this week, by the way? Oh, yes, I will. I will. My my niece is actually competing in Worlds, uh, everyone, for uh, a chance to win the world title of cheerleading. Is it going to be Saturday and Sunday? It's going to be Sunday and Monday. So I'm going up on Saturday. And then my other niece comes down the week after. Unfortunately, because we'll be in Tampa, I won't be able to see her. But um, she's competing in Worlds as well. Um, and their teams have a good shot, apparently. So good luck to all the uh, you know the teams there. And, and hopefully my nieces come home with a World Trophy. Well, maybe we should link up because I'll be in Orlando on Saturday night as well. Okay, let's do it. Sounds good. All right. We're going to have a great – we're having a job – I wish I, you know what, Jay? I wish I wish the Magic were playing in the playoffs because we could have went to a game and like done like a live broadcast and stuff. Well, it's like, fun. I've been to a couple of Magic games with my nephews. It's a lot of fun. That would have been fun, and then Keenan could have got us free tickets. Oh. <laughs> Paolo Bancaro. <laughs> Maybe in a couple of years when Bronny gets there. Um, yep. So. Yeah. As we keep it on the ice and keep it smooth gliding into our first topic, mm-hmm. we have the NHL. And here's something that I brought up earlier is I said goaltending is the most important thing. Just like in my other clip, I said that offensive linemen are the, and defensive linemen are the mm-hmm. most important thing in football. Yep. So let me ask you guys, in the playoffs, is goaltending or having good role players in depth more important? Mike, I'm going to throw it over to you. You know, I, they're both very important. 
um, both can can kind of make or break you, as we've seen in years past, where there's uh-huh. been teams that haven't been deep that didn't go far, or teams that were deep but didn't have good goaltending that didn't go far. I'd say though, between the two, I always got to go goaltending. I think having and and like you said in in the clip on the and on the show, like look at the these past champions. Yeah, all of the good goaltenders that were on these rosters. Uh-huh. It's. The key to a it's like defense wins championships, goaltending wins championships. Right. I have seen some, you know, middle of the pack offensive teams yeah. absolutely steal games because their goalie only gives up a game if or a goal if not a shutout. Yeah. So I have to go I have to go goaltending personally yeah. as a hockey fan. Jamie, what do you think? Uh, while I would normally agree with that, and and I've seen personally what it's done for the lightning over the past you know, a couple of years. And I, of course, I'm not just grading this on how well the Lightning have done because of the mm-hmm. incredible wall that's in the net for them. Um, I I kind of want to lean on depth for the simple fact that look at look at game two right now with the Lightning. Same goalie in, Edmund, <laughs> you know, and and a couple other key injuries from game one, and, and it's a completely different tone. Uh, and I feel in a, a series where it's close and another team can match you line for line, if you lose a key player at, at, at a position where you need them to really either be the, the pit bull for that line or whatever their role was on that line, that whole line changes. And that person coming in, coming in to replace them, they lack the chemistry on that line. You don't want that to happen in the playoffs. But you want to have enough depth in the regular season where you can mix and match your third line and then bring in guys who would be on the fourth or however deep you are. And maybe even move guys from third to second and play around and find that chemistry in different ways throughout the season. So I feel depth really plays a huge role, especially when it gets to playoff hockey. I mean, there's teams right now, and looking at your injury list, the Rangers are fine, but the Maple Leafs and the Lightning are playing with like four, five, four, five key guys that are out right now. So that yeah. depth is what's going to get them through this point in the series. And 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 right now, hopefully, it's the Lightning. But. Uh, while I agree with you, I'm more leaning towards great role players and having that depth. Yeah, I mean, when I when I thought about this, you know, and it, it actually dawned on me because I, I thought both points were great. Like, because, like, that's what I thought, too, is, like, the Lightning right now are missing Victor Hedman and Eric Chernak, two of the key pillars in their but defensive core. what they did to Chernak, man. Okay. You know, and that guy deserved a three-game suspension, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you look at this, it's – Goaltending, you know, I played the game, you know, so, you know, having a rock solid goaltender, but I remember our teams only having two lines deep and then we playing the number one team in the state that could skate four lines. Mm-hmm. And at one point or another, your first two lines are going to be exhausted. Right. And then you put your third line out there and they can't even compete. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Yeah. So as much as I want to go goaltending and I, I'm kind of contradicting, Looking at the playoffs, I'm, I'm going to have to go good role players because if you don't have depth in the playoffs, and that's in any sport, it's going to be difficult for you to contend because your starters can only go so much. You know, it's not like football where you only play 11 minutes a game. You know, so like you have to, it's constant movement and you're constantly changing out. I think good goaltending is great. And like after I put that clip up, I really had to think about this. And I'm not disagreeing with you, disagree with you, Mike. I'm just being honest with you. Like looking at the looking at looking at my lightning right now. They're down six one right now. They can't even contend. They got like guys like limping uh, with crutches down the ice. Well, they're tired. 
It wasn't well, enough. They had a great interview on local radio today. It was a guy, I can't remember who was, I caught it at the end. So I didn't yeah. hear who they were interviewing. I didn't recognize the voice off the top. And he said, why suspend the guy from Toronto? You know what would be even better? You let him play the next game. Oh. I guarantee you two or three <laughs> Lightning are going to queue up on him. He's going to have a broken nose. And there's his three-game suspension because they're going to break something on his face. Right? And, of that, course, that, that's, why, that's why you bring in the guys like Pat Maroon. It's like, but that's honestly, it's like you can't do that because that's going to yeah. be a target on that guy's back. And he's going to get hurt probably worse than, 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 than our guy got hurt. So I feel like at this point, they, they did the right thing. But can you imagine if that's what the end is that? And like, you know what? Let the team settle it on the ice. Let, let them go at it. Oh, yeah, putting your hands up because it's 3-1. Is, mm -hmm. that, is that what the celebration is? Yeah, well, it's well, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, ultimately that used to be the hockey way. Like, they mm -hmm. never used to have suspension. Yeah. Now they're trying to get away from the hits and everything. I mean, that's why you bring in guys like Zach Bogosian and Pat. you sign Pat Maroon to a $2 million deal because what he's going to do is he's going to be the guy to stand in front of the net, take all the abuse, but yeah. also be the protector of the team almost, mm -hmm. um, you know, in that aspect. And, no. And sometimes it gets annoying because, <laughs> you know, being the big guy on my team, I always was kind of that – I played that role, and it was okay sometimes. It was always funny because I always told people, like, I never liked to hit. I wasn't – I wanted to be a finesse player, but my size would never let me be a finesse player. So, yeah. like, I, I had to use what I had. Right. So, you know, ultimately I worked to get a, be a finesse player, but I agree with you, Jay. Like, put him on the ice. Like, this is the playoff hockey, like – I don't like suspensions. Like, I don't think it was a mean hit. I don't think it warranted a three-game suspension, just like I don't think Draymond deserved a suspension in that game. I don't like suspensions. Let him play. They're going to get back at him. Trust me. This is hockey. It's a physical sport. So, but yeah. we know Draymond's was a reputation suspension. Yes. It was guilty by, by same act of unsportsmanlike conduct, so to say. And yeah. loudmouth. And loudmouth. Yeah. 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 The NHL, I, I I agree with you in the sense of like this is hockey, you know, it's supposed to be a tough sport. Let the guys sort it out on the ice. But you know, the NHL doesn't want that no. for the playoffs, especially. Yep. Especially these days, they they're more focused on the finesse game. Yep. They're more focused on wanting to see all the best players out there. So when a good player gets taken out, <laughs> I equated it when it happened. I equated because there were people that were like, well, he he didn't mean to, you know, he was going for the hit. He didn't mean to make contact with the head. Why a game is, I understand that they're like, I understand the five minute penalty, why the game misconduct. And I equated, I'm like, it's like in football, whether you meant to target or not, it happened. There was contact to the head. You're getting booted from the game. That's just how it is now, especially yeah. with the, like the, the concussion issues, the precedent, the mandate is you're, you're done. Contact yeah. to the head, forceful contact to the head like that, you're done. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it would be nice to so see. It's like you're drawing the line, right? Like you're telling everybody, right. like, hey, your playoffs might be over if we think it's it, it was, you know, like yeah, yeah. we understand some plays are, are, are impact plays. Is, you know, players are coming together and, mm -hmm. and, and there may be intent or not. But if there's malicious intent to it, I feel right. like the message is going to keep being sent. And like, look, you might not play another playoff hockey game this season. So Exactly. Put your ass down be, and do right. Be careful what you do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I mean, then that's been something that I've noticed over the last few years. I mean, since I stopped playing, right? Like when I was playing, it was it was bruiser hockey. You know, you get you got guys that are enforcers on the team, and you got guys that are you know like you know the finesse players. Well, there's mm -hmm. more more finesse players, right? 
They let them a bruiser. So there's not going to so be a lot of that. Said, does that add to the point that maybe goaltending becomes more important now because the game has become so much more open? You have to have better goaltending. Is, is yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a wrong answer on that because no, there's not. They both because help. because yeah. I mean, let I me mean, look at if you go if anyone's watching the Oilers uh, King series, it's one person in particular, Connor McDavid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He can dangle through a whole team. Mike knows firsthand because he watched him dangle through oh all twenty-seven God. guys of the Rangers. Gotta bring this up, and um, you know he can he can do things with the puck that normally people shouldn't be able to do, right? And, no, he, he's um, phenomenal. But you're right, Jay. Like it's kind of a two-way street. Like you know, it's like you could go one way, you could go the other. So it's I, I agree with that, hundred percent. So you know, Ryan Oglethorpe, he'll take care of it. Yeah, whoever that is, slap shot. Oh, been a while. Been a while. We uh, are. Uh, Uncle Mike agrees with Mike. Goaltending, you'll need to score one to win. Not in today's Our hockey. Family. Not in today's hockey. No one nothing games anymore. Yeah. No, no but no. still, the Lightning, you... the Lightning did have a couple one nothing games. That <coughs> first Stanley Cup run. Yeah. Was... yeah. Well, but like conceivably, like in Game One for the Rangers, Sturkin stood on his head. He shut him out. So conceivably, they would have only needed. One goal. You need a solid netminder in order yeah. to. I mean, he's going to have a bad game. Vasilevsky, this is one of his. He yeah. normally does once a playoff, but <laughs> once or twice. But I mean, it's not. It's not in, consistent. Though, he locks in. I mean, right. I, you know, he took a shot off the mask today, broke the mask, um, and um, yeah. I mean, I just think goaltending is going to be important no matter what. But I think if having that depth throughout your your bench mm -hmm. that can go out and skate with the top line. Because a lot of times the Lightning will throw the fourth line out there to skate with Matthews's line. Yep. That's how confident Cooper is on that. So that's what, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, so Mike is with goaltending. Jamie and I are with role players, even though I contradicted my post. So that's what we do here. We contradict each other. So no update from the <laughs> NABA. The Brooklyn Nets are hanging tough in here. We got a minute left in the third. They're taking a four-point lead on the Sixers because they've outscored them by 15 points in the third so far. Mikael wow. Bridges having himself a great game. He's at 25 so far. So they're winning. They're, the Nets are winning? The Nets are up by four, 80 to 76, with wow. just under a minute to go in the third. Good, good shit. Good yeah. shit. Well, sneaky good return. I'm just as a side note, Brooklyn yeah. got a sneaky good return for Durant. Mikael Bridges is a superstar. Defensively, he's a superstar. Now he's going to butt offensively because he's not option four in the offense. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing we always said about that trade uh, for KD and Kyrie. Like mm -hmm. they were just going to get a lot of good role players. They just need a couple stars to go there, which would be nice. Right. I'll tell you what, man. Not, not Phoenix is missing him and Cam Johnson real bad right yeah. now. Cam yeah. Johnson. Luckily, 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 Kawhi's out. So now that yeah, that, so that Clippers uh, prediction by me is totally gone now. Like, but you know, and that's why I wouldn't take them. If there's yeah. one other player than Chris Paul you can't depend on to finish a series right now due to their injury legacy, unfortunately, it's Kawhi Leonard. Well, let me ask you, like I'm Paul George, and they haven't been on the same team. Let me ask you guys, like, and <laughs> without being biased on it, obviously, if you had to pick one series to cover, either NHL or NBA playoffs, like. If for single squad, I said, "Oh, we got credentials to any of the playoff games. Mm -hmm. Where do you want to go? Where are you going, Jay? Go first. Boy, this one was tough for me because I scoured through every series and I started to look at the benefits of of where they're being played and like going to both of those cities. It'd be a lot of fun. Obviously, I, I thought about Seattle and Colorado. You know, defending champs. It's going to be rocking there in their home crowd. 
And I started to lean that way and I was kind of like, I don't know, I'm an NBA guy. I'm going to kind of go back into the NBA. It sucks that Kawhi is injured now, right? Because to me, it's like the best first round matchup in terms of superstars who are guarding each other and going head to head all game is Kawhi versus KD. And so I, I, I really sort of swayed towards saying, I think I would really enjoy, and you know me, I'm an undercover sort of Suns fan because of Devin Booker. So I really enjoy covering the Suns and the Clippers just because of the stardom factor of the two best players on the court actually guarding each other. You don't really get that much. And if we get that, it has to be in the NBA Finals because you're like a Joykic and Embiid going at each other for the whole series. We don't really see the two best players defending each other and it's and it's head-to-head -head all game long who could, who could trump who on either side of the court. So that would have been, for me, the most exciting series that I could have covered. My sense. Uh, so I'll be, I mean, biasedly. You can be biased. I said you can be biased. I, I know, but I don't want, I see, I don't want to be because the obvious answer is that I would go cover the Rangers and Devils. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, being a big hockey fan, I will stick with hockey. Honestly, I would be really interested to go cover the Oilers King series. Mm -hmm. It's two very good, very well rounded teams that are playing great competitive hockey. Plus, the opportunity to go cover one of, if not the greatest player of a generation is hard to pass up. I mean, the fact that you get to watch Connor McDavid night in and night out when yeah. you're covering it, it's it would that would be, I think, an amazing experience. Uh, Mike, so, we hang out together in LA. Have five. Yeah, have five. <laughs> very, very nice. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, so... That's me, Oilers Kings. I know where John's going, but we'll let him say it. Go ahead. Where do you think I'm going? No, go ahead. He's going so, to Miami. Honestly, like I was, um, I I was gonna do the Seattle, Colorado series. Nice. Um, you know, I honestly wanted to be at the first ever home playoff game, see the electricity. Even though hockey press booths uh, kind of scared the shit out of me because they're sitting way up in the 500 oh, section. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's way up there. It's not like where you're sitting courtside. But So Jamie will be sitting courtside while Mike and I are hugging each other, trying not to look down. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, how's the Jamie will text us, how's the game? We've been, yeah. We haven't looked down. We've been looking at the jumbo truck. <laughs> well, so, um, yeah, I would say, I would say Colorado because they're the champs. And they have such a great environment at the ball arena, so it, it's just cool. And I might stick stick around for a Nuggets game while I'm there, you know, yeah. and watch right. a Nuggets game too. So, um, yeah, I would say uh, the Kraken and the uh, Kraken in the uh, Avalanche that would be pretty cool to go yeah. see. And I, I suppose my, that my, would be the benefit would be you could cover two series at once with a lot of these. Yeah, I mean, whether it be you know Rangers Devils. I, or Islanders, Hurricanes, along with Knicks, Cavs. Knicks, Nets, Sixers, yeah. Right, so Nets, Sixers, yeah. So that would be would be the benefit. I so what, honestly, as a joke, I was going to tell you, you would have gone into that Florida-Boston series so you could wear your lightning hat in the Florida arena and flick everybody off, and then when you go to Boston, you're like, yeah, there you go. Both sides. Both sides. <laughs> That'd be funny as hell. <laughs> like, yeah. I remember when we went to the game where it was lightning uh, Panthers and Malin wore, we wore our lightning gear. And uh, they were heckling the shit out of us. They're like, <laughs> and then they were like, "We're beating your ass!" And then the lightning came back, boom, 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 three goals, oh, yeah? like, just like that. Yeah? And I was like, 
Okay. I'm and sorry. Brady points. I'm giving him the Draymond. <laughs> I would have done that. I would have done like when he was doing that like jump last year when he was yeah. jumping with the music. Like <laughs> that was the best. But it was hilarious because like Brady Point comes down, scores an overtime winner, and like I just looking around at the one fan that was like chirping us all game. I was like, nice. <laughs> I mean, this is when uh, Florida was the best team in the NHL, won the President's Trophy, so I don't blame them. But if there was a player, I mean, just a side question. There's a player you would want to cover, you know, right now. Who would it be? McDavid. 100% McDavid. That's so tough. Yeah, me too. So tough. You know, more for the fact that we don't know if we're going to get him in the playoffs again this year, probably LeBron. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say LeBron because I can go cover McDavid any other year and then – McDavid's only 26 years old, so he'll be in the playoffs for another 10 years, right? Probably. So for for me, I would I would like to go see LeBron because we don't know how many more playoffs he has, right? So okay. uh, I would say him and and try to see who's you know what it's like covering LeBron, what it's like asking the questions because like that type of thing, and like actually asking smart questions because I feel okay. like there's so many reporters out there that ask the dumb, "How are you feeling? What are you, what are your thoughts on the loss? It sucks." Yeah. <laughs> I'd say straight up, I'd be like, hey, so after the hour ice bath and a sauna and a massage, so it's three hours of recovery time. What's the first thing you're about to eat when you go home? Your wife or dinner? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, well, I know we teased it, but welcome to Snickle Squad after dark, everybody. I'm Mike. And there goes our viewership, Jamie. Thanks. Appreciate Adios, it. Adios, viewers. It was good having you for 30 minutes. <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, I remember when I covered when we covered for Bonaventure. If it was a tough loss, I remember Mike at, at like Mike would be right next to me, like in the beanie room. He'd just be like, "Why didn't you ask a question?" I was like, "I don't really need to. I know how it feels to have a tough loss. Right. What am I going to ask them? That's not going to piss them off. I'll yeah. wait till tomorrow when they give me like pre- when it's settled in and they can really go through film, right? Like yeah. when you're in, when you're in that situation, I would have just probably what I probably would have went to the press row and. Listen, but I probably wouldn't have asked a question because no one wants to You know what to I think there. would be an appropriate question is like, describe to me how different your night is now you've lost. Like, what's your what's your routine? Right. What's the experience? Like, pro, like post-win or post-loss? Is there a difference in your routine? Yeah. And see if somebody's really more like, yeah, I tend to relax a little more after a loss or and I, and I keep going after a win, like, because their mentality is they're still on that adrenaline high. Right. You know what I mean? So... Who knows what that could be? I don't think they would balk at a question like that. No, no. I think they're all professionals and they ask it. Uh, they would answer it accordingly. You know, you yeah. get the, the the sometimes guys who uh, have a vendetta against the media, like mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook, and you know some of those guys because I mean, ultimately, some of the guys are snakes and do a lot of dirty stuff to ruin their careers. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's you know something that's been. You know, very interesting throughout the whole playoffs is the fact that we got to wait till Sunday or no Saturday to watch the Lakers again, and it's like the NHL does it right where they play every other day. Should the should the first round of the play NBA playoffs be be have less days between games? Because if you go seven games, you're not until the first week of May. <laughs> very good segue. Very good segue. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. One hundred fifty thousand million percent yes. Get him, Dr. Evil. <laughs> one million dollars. No, I wish I had one million dollars. 
Um, yeah, 100%. This schedule makes no sense. Yeah, it doesn't. You should not have – I'm sorry. Like, I, I know not in the sports business as far as scheduling and stuff. So, you know, I haven't had experience with this. But it just seems very dumb to me to have some teams playing their game three the same day that some teams are playing their game four. Yep. Because now we're out of order and we got some teams that might be waiting, especially if they sweep waiting for over a week right. to find, even to even find out who they're playing, let alone start playing. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's, just, it's dumb. It's dumb. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really stupid. I mean, I look at it as uh, the idea of um, the two worst sports when it comes to scheduling their playoffs is baseball and basketball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're terrible. Baseball's every day you're playing. Even on the road, play. you go by the road, you can play another game. <laughs> it's like, and then they got to play. But, a but one. like your personnel shifts a little more in baseball, right? Like you can shift certain personnel if you want to. Like right. Not positional guys. So it, it's like there's two or three guys that that aren't really pushing themselves day after day. Right. But from a standpoint of basketball, I mean, some things you do have to look at geographically. So the Lakers Memphis series is is cross country, right? Yeah. Or L.A. Memphis. So when you're going East Coast to West Coast, it's easier. When you go West Coast back to East Coast, so if you finish a, a game in L.A. and it's now 4 a.m. on the East Coast because the game started at 10.30 and by the time you're out of the arena, it might even be 2 a.m. So now it's 5 a.m. in Memphis and you have to fly back there. So the clocks are totally discombobulated. You're not going to have a good turnaround time where you get back there and it's noon and then you're getting ready for a game 14 hours later and you're going off of no sleep. So geographically, you kind of have to look at things and say, okay, how does this series work? But it shouldn't work like that, let's say, for a Golden State-Sacramento series because it's like an hour bus ride, right, between right. the areas. Right. So I think geographically, you need to look at it and say, okay, this is what works best geographically. <coughs> and, and, and so what if it's an advantage to a team and they sweep and they're resting? Because in some cases, that doesn't help a team. A team having four days off, kind of, they, they kind of lose their momentum and their feel. So it's not necessarily an advantage that a team has more rest than you and they can bring their players back. So what? They got the job done in four and you didn't, right? Yeah. So I feel like it, it kind of has to work that way geographically. But that, but one of the things that I notice is like, even if it's every other day, you get a flight. You Typically, you're playing two games in, in that city, right? So if you mm -hmm. play in Memphis, mm -hmm. you're going to play on Tuesday in Memphis. And then you give a day in between, go back to L.A., you fly back that night. And, of course, you're going to be a little bit off, but that's why you have that day in between. And then you play the next night after. Like, the Lakers should already be on game four when they hit Saturday, not game three. Right. So, it's like moving it up a little bit. It just spaces it out, right? Like, so, the, like, the end of the NBA playoffs, it goes back to what we talked about last week when we talked about should it be a five-game series for the NHL? Should it be a five-game series for the NBA? Because are we seeing less talented basketball right now? Or are we seeing really good – like, the Clippers series was going to be good. But yeah. then now we look at it as they're going to probably run through. Phoenix yeah. is probably going to run through and take the next three games, depending on when Kawhi comes back. But you so, got to look at the ratings too, though, John, right? Because, yeah. of course, they don't want people in LA to not be able to watch LeBron play because it'll be a 7.30 game in Memphis, and it's 8, or 8.30, and that's 4.30 yeah. or 5.30 in LA. So it, 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 there's so many factors that go into just that series. That series is being treated differently. It might be the last time we see LeBron make a deep playoff run. 
Yeah. Right. You're like that. That's it. Might be the last time you see LeBron and AD play together on the same team to have a championship run. Correct. There's a lot of factors going into this where the NBA is kind of like, look, we want to preserve this particular series. I think they're doing better with the others because I don't think there's any others. It's the same for the other ones. It is the same for the other ones. Really? Because every other one has gone. You're saying some of them are on game four and they're on game three, though. So some of them are moving ahead every other day. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's I, – I think – I forget who's playing tonight, but uh, I know it's Phoenix and Tonight's LA. Phoenix Clippers and also the uh, the Warriors-Kings game, which is mean every other day. Yeah, I mean, which it should be, like you said, right? But I guess going back to the weekend idea is we were we – were, Mr. Cinco and I, who should be joining us here momentarily uh, – want to get his thoughts on this we were talking about the how they put the saturday games from one start time one the last start time was 8 30 and then on friday on sunday they put the, the start times on at three and the last one was 10 45 right. east coast and this was in denver yeah so it's only two hours back but in my head why wouldn't you just flip-flop those time frames you know have the 8 30 game it why have the one have the Saturday game like times on Sunday and have the Sunday times on Saturday because most people are going to be able to stay up for a ten thirty on a Saturday night. They're already up anyways, right? So right, but you know they don't draw that like a Minnesota Denver game is not going to draw too many East Coast fans anyway. So yeah, I mean I don't know. Like I just think that the the scheduling is a little off. Yeah. Um, and we got Mister Cinco joining us here right now. And what up, Trey? Trey, hey, I'm alive. Hey, what's up, Trey? Go. Mr. Cinco, we're, we're talking about the uh, the arguments that we were having this week on uh, the NBA. Should the NBA first round be, have less days between games? Los the dumb NBA, NBA playoff schedule. Machos Diaz in frente al... Oh, welcome to... Okay, we're not doing this. Cincuenta y Cinco. Just because we're Cinco squad doesn't mean we got to speak Spanish. <laughs> Translation. We're waiting until the May 5th show. I know. Cinco de Mayo. Wait, does that dessert? No, it's May 3rd. No, May 3rd. Okay, well, good. Close enough. You got to drink a Corona anyway on that show. Yeah. Oh, I do. Actually, actually, from when John visited in the fall, I do still have a Corona. Just drink them. I don't drink beer. I drink milk and stuff. Yeah, you got to throw that out and get fresher. Yeah, you can't have beer in there for that long. So, Mr. Siegel, my argument was that they're treating the Lakers series in particular a little bit different, right? They they want quality. They want. I think they want LeBron to get out the first round. The the cross the cross country thing about flying out to Memphis, flying back to LA, east to west coast time difference thing, losing a lot of hours, and then. So I say maybe they're just treating that series different. But what's your thoughts on it? No, because I mean I can pull the schedule up real quick. I actually have a screenshot it, but later in the series is going to get closer actually later in the series. But the inherent wrong thing there to begin with is the conferences are screwed up to begin with. Memphis shouldn't even be Memphis in the West. Be in the West yeah. So we shouldn't even run into that issue because they're they're way further east than plenty of teams. New Orleans, right. a lot of these teams, yep. they shouldn't even be there. But the Lakers later in the series, so starting with Saturday, the Lakers play Saturday, then they play Monday, then they play Wednesday, then they play Friday, then they play Sunday. So all the skipping is actually going to tighten up here. Mm-hmm. They well, I think a lot of it comes down to the TV rights. So mm-hmm. they try to make sure, like, if the Lakers play a game six or seven, it would be a Friday and then a Sunday. Right. So I think they're trying to line that up. They did the same for the Cavs. Nick yeah. series, they're Friday, Sunday. So they're trying to line up for that way. 
but I do agree. I don't like all the stretching out. It takes the first round three weekends to get through. We started last week and we got this weekend and then next weekend. I don't like the whole three weekends. It just takes a long time to get through that, and that's what my issue is with it. Yeah, that's just, like, unnecessary. Yeah, I agree. You shouldn't have to take three weeks to get through one round of play. And the Bucks and Heat are also kind of like that right now where yeah. they played on Wednesday. They don't play till Saturday. Yeah. But same with the Lakers. Same with the Lakers. Yeah. Right. I, I like what you brought up there. It's like, why, we know Memphis moved out of Vancouver, right? So, of course, like the franchise shifts West, from, from deep west. Yeah. Right? Like all the way across, like as far across as you could possibly take the franchise. So then who would you shift? Like how does the how does it balance where you say, okay, one team has to move over from the east and then Memphis becomes a West team? Who's that team, Mikey? Detroit. Interesting. I, I don't know how you Detroit. Know. It wouldn't be Detroit. Chicago Detroit. Detroit. West and Indiana. Yeah, Chicago is what I was thinking too. Chicago and Indiana. But yeah, honestly, I forgot I about Chicago. Move. Yeah. Yeah, Indiana seems like more Indiana, of a West Coast team. Right? So. Yeah, Indiana and Chicago are further, so if you yeah. had to, it would be one of those. They yeah. won't take the Bulls out of the East, so it would probably be the Pacers. So probably yeah. the Pacers would be the team that nobody yeah. would mm-hmm. care as much if they left. I'm, like, trying to look. I, I was thinking either – well, Dallas is already in the West. Dallas is so already in the West. Yeah. yeah. I would so, say New Orleans if they weren't already in the West, too. Let's pull up a map. No. <laughs> <laughs> let's, all right, guys, let's break this down. <laughs> We're going to call Adam – get Adam Silver on the line. So listen, I really like that question about, like, what – like, we're talking about where, where you know, the, the coverage. I want to hear Mr. Cinco's answer on that one. If you yeah. could cover one series trade day, what series would it be right now, NHL or NBA? If you, you personally had to travel to each arena and you had to cover each game, what would – For Cinco squad. Yeah. But you're saying the specific series, not like the sport, but that like like right now, a first round playoff series between hockey and basketball. Like which series would you choose based on the on everything that that would come to your mind? Like I want to be in these cities, I want to cover these players, I want to see these games. And you can be you can be biased. You can be biased, you can be biased, but you could all but if you did if you couldn't cover your team, right? Like who would it be? Well, if I can't cover that, I mean, I probably would cover Sacramento and Golden State right now. Nice. Just that nice has the most. Like the game? went to the Chase Center, yeah, and I went to the Chase Center, ironically, this year. Yeah. So that stadium is lit, and I see how uh, Sacramento is, so I know that would be a fun time. The other good thing, too, you get more time to relax, they're an hour and a half apart, so I can actually kick it in between time, hang out and chill. Mm-hmm. I ain't got to even get on the plane to even do the coverage right. of that. So I would pick that series. Nice. Yeah. What was the Chase Center it. like? Did you like it? It felt like a, it was it, it was weird a little bit because it felt like a business almost. When you pull up, it's not all the signs like how it is at like Rocket Mortgage Arena or like Staples mm-hmm. Center, or even when I went to like United <laughs> Center years ago. Like it, it's like next to the Uber building. You just pull up and you're like, oh wait a minute, the stadium's here. It was real nice, <laughs> but you walk in at this big Mercedes in the front door, and then it looked almost like they could have office suites there. But I actually I like the crowd was cool. Like I like the people were cool in the crowd. So I enjoyed myself with the crowd. But it just they're, failed. they're the most fan base in sports right now. I mean, they, you know, they, yeah. they've had seven spectacular years minus that one year. Yeah, you know, deep play. Even that's making the finals. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Trey, for your for your suggestion, we were talking also about this past weekend's playoff games and how. The time frame was so off. Like we had, like the Saturday time frame should have been on Sunday, and the Sunday time frame should have been on Saturday. You know what I mean? Like the time frame yeah. of the games. Like we were talking about that earlier this week. 
Yeah, I agree with that. As Art Barkley said, and I agree with him when he said it, where <laughs> they were sitting there with some of the West Coast games running at 10 o'clock on a Sunday, and it was like, well, why didn't y'all do a 1 o'clock Sunday game? Right. Yeah, I think they were so busy trying to put the Lakers, in that case, into the 3 o'clock slot, I just didn't get why somebody didn't run at 1 o'clock. Really, mm-hmm. they could have ran that Heat. The Heat Bucks should have been at 1. Mm-hmm. It'd be an East Coast game, and then mm-hmm. you wouldn't have to. I remember as a kid, like, having to ask my mom, hey, can I stay up? I want to finish this game, being, you know, like a Lakers fan. Yeah, yeah. Trying to stay up to watch the game at 10 o'clock. And that is a lot on people, you know, that mm. to do that. So it's like, one why not do it at 1 o'clock? They both were East Coast teams. Put them on at 1. I know the West Coast people would say, hey, we got to get up early. But I mean, y'all get up early. They're not going to mind, yeah. O'clock. Y'all getting up at 4 a.m. to watch London football, which is bad. Every time to watch the guys watch <laughs> London. So, Even last night, Trey, like I didn't realize it was twelve twenty, and I'm I'm watching this Minnesota game, and I'm like, this is a great game, and all of a sudden I look over and I'm like, what the hell? Honestly, yeah, what time is it? Yeah, what? Just yeah. <laughs> well, the crazy part is the NBA a couple years ago they said they were going to stagger the schedule up even in the regular season. Yep. The problem yeah. is they list games at ten thirty, and yep. they still don't tip them to ten forty five, or they'll play right. a ten o'clock game that tips at ten fifteen. Mm-hmm. Ten o'clock needs to be ten o'clock. I will yeah. for all right. the grief I get in the NFL. One o'clock game started one. Yep. They already we had the intros. We did a national anthem. That was twelve fifty. Yeah, they say one o'clock, and I turn kick red. Off, right, kick, kick off is at one. Eight mm-hmm. balls going in the air at one o'clock on the dot, and the yep. game is starting. That makes a difference. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you don't have your betting at twelve fifty nine, that as soon yeah, as it clicks, right. that, you're done. <laughs> or your or your fantasy or your fantasy roster set. Yeah. Oh god, that's <laughs> no, the worst feeling. Like you're in the middle of setting it, and you're oh. just like, fuck. God damn it. <laughs> no, so, no, he's not a buy. He's not a buy. <laughs> it's always someone that you really need to. Oh, by the way, I still got to send you your, your championship ring. It'll get yes. there at some point. It, you know. No, he just wants the rocket. Bro. He will not take because he wants the rocket. I got one here. Hold on. I'm hanging on to my fantasy football belt as long as I can. So I got my championship because I'm a winner. <laughs> I won the last place in order to <laughs> who, who won again? Trey. No, like who'd you beat though? John's dad? Yeah. 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 And uh, I came in last. I came in like eighth. Yeah, I'm surprised you guys didn't make me like do something for coming in last. We should next year. We should. Next year. Well, I'm not coming in last next year. <laughs> okay, I'll go sign I'll go be Brock Purdy. Thank you. All right, so so real quick, if you guys yeah. Anybody, anybody, any personality that you know, if you could say, hey, I want to watch the game with this one person and you get to watch it at a bar in a booth with a big screen in front of you. Oh, that's tough. Drinks free all night long, like food, whatever you want, like all taken care of. Who are you taking? Who do you want to watch a game with? What game am I watching? It don't even matter. Whatever's on, call it. I'll probably say Adam Sandler. Sounds he like I think I could watch any sport with him and he'd just be like he'd know it or he just like would be so interested in it and yeah. then he would like get into it and all of a sudden he'd do his like famous like what the hell yeah. like laugh <laughs> him or Kevin Hart it's like between those two because Kevin Hart can make it like funny as hell even if it's like yeah. tennis or something he'd be like what the hell they hit the ball and they got damn sweat of God sweat of God wait a minute wait a minute Wait a minute. Uh, I'm going to go with Sebastian Maniscalco. Oh, that'd be funny. I think, especially watching like a Yankee game with him, I yeah. feel like would be so hilarious. It has to be any comedian. Yeah. Vic, actually, oh, no. no. I'm trying to think of who's Vic Di Bate- Di Batetto. 
or Chris Tucker. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of who's thumb. He's like, wide open. Certain, you don't see that? It's certain sports. I would want to watch this person. <laughs> other ones, I want to watch another person. So it's right. like, yeah. That's no. That is a that is a tough question. Yeah. Yeah. Like you only choose one, right? Right. And no. Uh, Wait, Jay. What do you, what do you got? Jay. Huh? What do you I, got, Jay? You know when I when I thought about this earlier today, I'm like, do I go with Drake's girlfriend, Doris? Because Doris is like the dopest woman ever in sports. And she would just be so cool to just sit down and like just hear her perspective. I'm probably gonna go with Bill Murray though. Give me all okay, the speed, that's a that's a good yeah. Bill's gonna just take the mick out of it. You know, he's gonna have stories for days. Like, oh yeah, you know, you're watching the game, he's like, shit, I remember being there in '84 sitting next to this guy who's coked out of his mind, but hey, I don't care, man. We, it was all love, and like he was just have the he probably have the craziest stories from any given arena in in yeah. whatever scenario because he's been there. He's done golf, he's done hockey, he's done basketball, he's done baseball. It doesn't matter. He's a huge sports guy. Will Ferrell's up there too, but I'll take Bill. Surprised you didn't say Bill Walton. Whoa, you know, that, to be honest with you, I love that. Bill Walton would actually. Watch the mushrooms and talk game, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any player better than Detlef Shrimp? <laughs> 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 Bill Walton would actually be fun because I've actually watched those game casts they do on college football. Yeah. The championship and they used him. But I, actually, I got my answer though. Who is it? I would I would go with Shannon Sharp. Okay, go. that's a good choice. No, Uncle Shannon. No, because <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Shannon's gonna get lit. We're both gonna drink our Hennessy. So we're gonna uh-huh. drink our Hennessy, we're gonna have a good time. I'll also have a security guard, as I've learned. When they play Memphis in the, in the regular season, if it gets real, I'm saying he's gonna make sure. Yeah. So we gotta go start arguing with other fans. I got Shannon Sharp next week. Yeah. People don't realize how big he really he is. is. Massive. Like he's a massive. Like, massive. and they don't realize it because he's in a suit. But like, when he stood up at the game, that was a puffy. That was a puffy sweater he was in. Yeah. And that yeah. sweater looked small. It like, looked like. It looked like- Fitted sweater, right? Like a compression, <laughs> a compression sweater. Yeah. And I'm like, people don't realize this man like works out like three, four hours a day. Still, yeah. it's like, yo, Nike making compression fluffies now. Like, what's going on? <laughs> 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 well, when you got it, right. when you're going to the gym in the morning and then heading straight to the studio. Yeah. Well, as we're on the football player topic, Ooh. we should do our NFL draft. Not. Who's going to go top 10? Because we kind of have an idea. But I thought about this. Who should the teams actually take? So this is a preview. And we're going to see next week. Obviously, we know who's going to go probably the top five. It's probably a quarterback and all five picks. But who should the top 10 teams take? And I think this is interesting because all the teams have different needs, you know, in different uh, places. I mean, you look at a team like the Eagles who – Pretty much return most of their guys. It's like it's like they, they got a perfect pick right there, right? So um, we're gonna go through one. We'll just go around the horn. I'll just do. I'll just say Carolina, Houston, those type of thing, and we'll just say a position, and we can talk a little bit about it. Then we'll move on. All right. So Trey, who do you think Carolina should take? Obviously, you know, besides you know the uh, normal, but who should they take? Who should they take? I actually don't think they should take a quarterback because right. I don't think Same. that team is ready built at all. I think whoever goes out there is about to become a sacrifice. So I kind of feel bad for whoever uh, goes out there for them. If I were them, I would probably go, and I, I know they're not going to do it, but I would probably go with something like Will Anderson. It's safe. You know it's going to be good. You're going to get 10 years out of it. 
that's what I would do, and then build that defense up, and then yep. plug a quarterback in later. Because right now, I mean, they're throwing to Adam Thielen, no offense to him. He's seen his better days. Yep. You just took the best running back of Christian Castle. You took DJ Moore off the roster. You don't have offensive line. So whoever's back is running for their, their life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have that down on mine. I have defensive end slash linebacker, which pretty much Willie Anderson will probably eventually be one of those uh, – what they call athlete, they don't even call them a position anymore. It's like they call them athletes. Like Hassan Reddick is ATH on the yeah. Eagles. Um, so ultimately, that's what I have too: a defensive end and linebacker, and then potentially, I think they need a, a pulling guard, uh, especially if they have a quarterback that's a little bit more mobile and a good running game. So yeah. I have defensive end and linebacker, like you do, Trey. Mike, what do you have? So I, I think that would be smart. But I have, I have them needing, not needing, but I think they should take Anthony Richardson. Yes, sir. I'm right because, there with you. Because yeah, because their experiments with quarterback did not work out last year. I think this Carolina team is going to be good enough. They're not going to be in a position to get one of the top quarterbacks next year, which means they got to probably get their guy now. And I think their guy's Richardson. So Being I, that I, he's I, the most like Cam. I like That's it. what it is, man. I like it. I like it too, but I just don't want to see it reincarnating the spirit of Cam Newton in Carolina. Prime nobody, Cam Newton. Prime nobody Cam Newton. will bring that energy like he possibly can in terms of the remnants of the type of player he is. It's almost like a clone, except he doesn't have that championship caliber swag that he's bringing into the franchise. So you're missing a lot because you want to have that swag when somebody comes in as a rookie or you're asking the lead. But come on, man, let's reincarnate. I want to see. I want to see it. <laughs> Is twice just as nice in Carolina. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I just don't think a quarterback is a necessity right now for them because ultimately they don't have a team around them, right? Like like Trey mentioned, they don't have a good receiving core. They don't have uh, a good running game. They gave up their running game last year. But Mike, if they had Mike, DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey, Mike yeah. made the best point. They're not trading to get anybody. There's not going to be a significant player coming out next year that's going to be a, a franchise game changer. You don't think the Heisman Trophy winner is a possibility? Yeah. Hold on, we'll get to him. No, I'm talking about the Heisman Trophy winner is Caleb Williams. He'll be there. Next I know. Year. I know. I'm saying I. I well, personally, high. I'll get to him. I think Carolina will be that high next year still. I think they'll still be in play with the way this roster set up. Right. Like there is a, there's yeah. candidates out there for next yeah, year. They'll still be. Uh, I like Richardson. And Carolina's not going to do any better than they than they did this year. So they're, realistically, they're not in a great division though. Yeah. But it, regardless, you know, that division is going to have four wins make the playoff next year. So it's like, you know, that could be Carolina. <laughs> No, right, if but that even, happens, that could be Carolina. But even if they made it, make it at four wins and losing the first round, they still get a top pick, don't they? No. Okay. Oh, really? You dr- we, got, yeah, we got nine more picks, you, guys. Let's go. Once you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Once you make the play, Houston. Okay, okay. Once you make Houston, the right, let's go. To, let's go to yeah. Houston. Um, we'll talk next week, Mike, about that. Yeah. Uh, Houston, Jamie, go. CJ Stroud. He's a playmaker. They need a playmaker. Uh, he, he, his, his ability to extend the play is going to be much needed. He's not going to have too many people to reliably get the ball to when he's looking for his first and second option. So I think Stroud is definitely the best fit right now until they can surround him with more weapons. Trey? Uh-oh. Oh, he's gone. See ya. Uh- <laughs> yeah, um, Mike, Mike, what's your pick? Uh, well, being that I don't have him going with Carolina, 
I'd say it's Will Anderson because I think the entire plan is going to be tank for Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's probably going to be what they go with. I think that's what might be the best idea because mm-hmm. this Houston team I think will be in play given their division, given the way their roster is currently constructed. I think they will be in play for Caleb Williams, and so bolster the defense now. Get your guy next year. Yep, I'm saying. Neither. I'm saying go offensive lineman or receiver. I don't have specific players um, that I picked. I picked all positions and went through the positions. I said offensive lineman. They need a tackle for a blind side because I agree with you, Mike. They're going to be in play next year probably for Caleb Williams. So having someone protect his blind side. We saw what what happened when USC didn't have that and he got hurt. So having someone to protect his blind side, that's really – uh, a factor. So when Trey gets back, we'll ask him. But um, moving on to Arizona, I think this is a very, very big, like, who the hell? They need everything, right? So, they need everything. Right. So, Jamie, who, who do you think they, they should go for? They need everything, but they need to be able to at least have a playmaker on defense that doesn't put them in a position. Well, put it this way. Arizona was down by two touchdowns or two scores more than any other team last year early on in a lot of game scenarios. So, they need to be able to hang around and not have such an obvious game plan scenario. We need to move the ball down the field desperately to stay in this game. So they definitely need the best defensive player in the draft. That's Will Anderson Jr. I'm going to go with a receiver because if they're going to go with Kyler as their quarterback, they need a threat. They need someone to throw to, and they need one of the top picks. Now, I don't usually like going that high with a receiver, but they need someone. And if DeAndre Hopkins is not going to be there, Robbie Anderson's now gone. They need someone. They can't just go to Zach Ertz every time. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm saying receiver and secondary, a defensive line. Mike? So I, I think that's a good choice. I don't think there's a receiver that's worth the top three. But in that second, third round range, or if you want to trade back up into the late first round, I think there's a lot of good receivers within that range, whether they be Quentin, Quentin Johnston, Jordan Addison, Jalen Hyatt, Tillman, like, I think they can get somebody later. Uh-huh. I agree with Jamie in the sense that they need a defensive playmaker to try to anchor that defense. I already had Will Anderson going to Houston, so the logical choice here is Jalen Carter out of Georgia. Uh-huh. He's the next best defensive player on the board for me, and so I yeah. think I think I would say at that point, if Anderson's there, take Anderson over Carter. Right. But right. absent of that, take Jalen Carter. Yeah, I see that too. I mean, I mean, that's a that's a good pick. I mean, Jalen Carter's a, a strong defense, and he's and you know he's a, he's a threat on the defensive line. So, Trey, who do you have for Arizona? And I guess I think you locked out after Houston. So if you I want did. to get Houston real yeah, quick, uh, my, yeah, computer. All good. Doing what he wants to do. Uh, for Houston, hold on a second. I pull up my my draft board real quick. See, Houston's in that same position. See, I, where honestly, I feel like I would, I don't know, like for Houston, it's kind of the same thing where I would take Will Anderson if he was sitting there. In that That's position. what I had. So, if since I, I guess I technically picked him already off my board, if he's there, I would take him. If he's not there, that's probably where I would consider taking Carter at, if he's not there. Okay. That's why I would actually go Because we were, we, were, we were saying next year the plan probably Caleb Williams. Okay, you were going for next. That's what I was saying. Houston will be in that range to get get Caleb Williams. 
Yeah, yeah, I think they will. I, I think they make Carolina. <laughs> you know, so I think it might be a fight for that. I don't see either one of those teams going that far. Yeah, same. So, what about so, Arizona? What about Arizona? Like, uh, it can be a position yeah. player, or it can be you can just say position, or you can say player. Well, Arizona, I probably would look at. They got. I would go O line just because at a certain point, you pay whatever you think of Kyler Murray. You paid this money for Kyler Murray. Exactly. You back there. At a certain point, you got to do it. You already traded for Brown last year. I'm not a big yeah. Brown fan personally, but you just <laughs> invested that, and then you invested in Kyler. So I would probably go O line, yeah. and really any O line <laughs> because they. Yeah. Yeah, he's running for his life back there. <laughs> Little guy running. <laughs> Where'd he go? Yeah. All right. <laughs> We're like. <laughs> no, you're looking too far up. You got to look back down a little oh, bit. Yeah. Oh, there he um, is. Oh, <laughs> hi, Kyle. All right, going. To, all right, we got to get through these picks. So let's go quicker. Yeah. Let's hit it rapid fire. Uh, we got the Colts. Mister Bryce Young. Mr. Bryce Young, smartest quarterback. Yeah. Right now, he's being assessed as as the guy most people want. He'll probably go one, but boy, if the Colts land him, I think that's the difference the franchise needs is a quarterback that's not over the hill, someone who knows the game so well, he's going to make a, a difference immediately in the locker room. That's the guy. Yeah, I have the, I have quarter. That's my first quarterback off off the. Uh, yeah. I think they're a quarterback away from being mm-hmm. a, a solid team. Mm-hmm. Mike. Agree. I say quarterback there. They already have okay. they have Quinn Nelson on the line. They have an established offensive line. They already have a decent defense. So that's where I would actually start taking the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. one of the best running backs in the game too. So if you yeah, you already have yeah, yeah. right. So I'm yeah. going there. Yeah. See. Yeah. I I agree with you guys. I got C.J. Stroud going, having to go there. I think between him and Bryce Young, I think he's more. He's built better for the Colts system. So I would take mm-hmm. Stroud there. Agreed. Agreed. Seahawks had a pretty good offensive year last year. Uh, I'm going defensive side of the ball. I said either go for an interior lineman that can attack or a secondary in the safety. They, yeah. they, they definitely need help in the secondary. That defense is not what it once was. Why not bring in the best player in terms of football pedigree, Trey Day's boy, Joey Porter Jr.? Mm. Yeah, that's where I would have went. That was my – I would have go for Porter. You get a yeah. physical corner, you need it. Uh, they, you already have the offensive status. You got the running yeah. back last year. You just paid the quarterback. You got DK and Tyler Metcalf. They need something back there just not to get lit up in the second He's a Pete Cow guy. He's going to hit the quarterback. He's not the fastest guy, but he's probably the smartest guy at his position in the draft. Right. Right. Yeah, I agree. That's where I would go. Yep. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that. Uh, offensive lineman you mentioned, John. I would go Peter Skaronsky out of Northwestern. He's a versatile guy. They don't quite know where he's going to translate, whether it's tackle, guard, or center. But he apparently they're expecting him to be able to play effectively at all three. I think that helps, especially now that you've invested money for however brief a time it ends up being in Geno Smith. Protect Geno Smith now that you have that money invested. Get the best offensive lineman on the board. Yeah, yeah I agree. I mean, that's that's pretty solid. This one, this this number six pick was tough because yeah, I think, I think, I think Jared Goff made this very difficult last year. He did too. Year. He absolutely did. Um, what do you guys have for Detroit, Trey? Uh, like you said, Goff made it rough. So, uh, 
originally when the season ended, I was gonna say defense, but they actually went and upgraded DBs. Right. I would have originally went for them. So if somehow Carter's still there on going D line, if he's not there, then I guess at that point to me you protect golf more. So I would go O line and protect him more if you don't have Carter there because they already showed up the defense. They got Gardner mm-hmm. Johnson and they went and got uh, uh they went and got Cam out from the Steelers at corner, so they already went upgraded to DBs, which was the biggest need. At underrated, they had a top five offense last year, and you're adding in Jamison Williams, so they really don't even need it for a season. Right. Yeah, I had offensive I line to protect, protect Goff, and I feel like next year they can go and get themselves a, a quarterback if they if Goff really does tank. So I'm gonna say offensive line. Jay, secondary. They didn't have a problem scoring the ball last year, and Goff was not sacked that much either. To be honest, they remember they had the three headed running attack, and so it was That's running right. back to the committee. He had like he's not there anymore. Four legit options to throw the ball to as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go secondary and take Gonzalez, the kid from Oregon. He might be the best athlete in the draft as well. Four point like four three low forty two inch vert. Kid's a freak athlete. Yeah, he is. He's pretty big. They they just need not to have that much pressure on Goff to have to keep scoring all game long on their offense. You know what I mean? So yeah, if they can at least salvage not putting or holding teams to seven less a game. That's the yeah. difference in them flirting with 500 and being 12 and 5. Correct. So we have Oakland coming up. Mike, did you make your pick? I'm sorry. I did not. Listen. I did not. It's okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, make, I'm your, gonna... make your Oakland pick too. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll just transition right now. Um, so for Detroit at six, I agree with you, Trey. Um, I'm going to go with defensive line. The fact that I have Anderson and Carter both off the board earlier means that right here I got Detroit going with Tyree Wilson as the mm. next best choice for them. Um, mm. Put them on the other side of the line with Hutchison. Takes a little pressure off Hutchison. They can have a two-headed attack to, like, trap quarterbacks. I think that's perfect for their defense and is a good complement to an already building defense. So I, I got Wilson. Um, for Vegas at seven, here's where I have another oh, quarterback coming off the board in Bryce Young. <laughs> I think that it's a situation where Vegas needs more. Obviously, they need to keep building. But Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to hang on forever. So bringing in Young to be able to sit under Garoppolo for a year or two, I think, might be their best option at this That's point. Nice. Being that if, I have if, some of the if, better players. Yeah. If. It's a, I mean, this is all magic beans with draft yeah. picks. But with the fact that I have Anderson, Carter, Skronsky, and Wilson already off the board, which could all help them, yeah, I'm going to take Young. I'm taking yeah, your boy, I- Wilson. They have too many good quarterbacks in that conference. They need the be- they need possibly who's the best edge rusher in the draft. That's because fair. if you're not putting question, pressure on those other three quarterbacks in those six games you're going to play in your division, you might not even win one of them. So, right. I get, so, I hear you. so yeah. this is where I have Anthony Richardson going is because okay. eventually at week one or two, Jimmy Garoppolo will end up getting hurt and not be, in, be the starting quarterback anymore. So you need a guy who can come into an offense and – immediately be ready to play it's either him or cj stroud that's who i had there at that at that position mm-hmm. trey if stroud slips there i would go there but if he does not i would actually go a different ohio state route i would actually go paris johnson there you go office tackle smart yeah that would take the tackle actually and paris mm-hmm. johnson actually could possibly play guard too just based on the way they the way he's built he could play either way so that's where i would go yeah going to the falcons they are they, on their picks, and here, here's one thing that I've noticed on their like what they need is not a quarterback. Mm-mm. 
That's what they said. They're going with Desmond Ritter. They like mm -hmm. him and they like his style. So, mm -hmm. who would you go with, Mike? I don't give a damn what they said. This is where I go Anthony Richardson. Right. <laughs> who would they say? This is I have See, for the reasons y'all said, Cam, I want this to be the bigger version of a Vic type, actually, to show. Okay. okay. That's yeah. where I would actually want him to go. It's actually there. You could actually have him and Ritter, Ritter battle it out. He's going to probably mm -hmm. beat him in the long run. But that's actually where I would go there. If you want to, you can still take Ritter and flip him, but I would actually send him to Atlanta. Also, like the fact he gets to play in the South, he gets to play in that dome. So he gets to use all his athleticism. He also plays the Saints. He's, he's playing in these domes in the South where he can use all his athleticism. That's why I want Ritter. A Florida quarterback in Georgia. Yes. <laughs> Florida quarterback. It don't sound right, right? It just don't. <laughs> this doesn't, sound right. doesn't feel right to me. I agree. I don't give a damn what they said because I it's just I don't know ever since the draft order got set at the end of the season it just feels like Will Levis is meant to go to Atlanta. So I I just I don't think he's a, a Southern whether he is or is not I just it just feels like it's I don't think he should go this high either. I but I just it just feels like that's what's going to happen and Another again, a, not in a kind of a different direction in the South, but a Southern quarterback staying down South, playing in Atlanta. So yeah, I got Will Levis. Um, I got. I have a blocking tight end because their tight end uh, Patterson now is 10. is not is not a blocking tight end. They, their tight end is not a blocking tight end, so they need that uh, if they're going to have a quarterback like Ritter That's who moves around. Boy, Mr. Kyle Pitts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean Kyle Pitts. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I mean, like, uh, I forgot He's Patterson's a the running back. Oh, Pitts is never receiver for real. But but he but he's he came out of the draft as a as a oh, tight no, he, end. He's so, still so a tight end. He's still a tight end, but he plays he plays like uh, the guy from uh, Jaguars, Gataway, I think it is. Or, um, what's it? Evan Ingram. Evan, Evan Ingram. Ingram, former P Peterson puts him out in the flats all the time. So it's like they need someone to help block that and let Pitts go be a receiver like he is and a slot receiver. So I'm saying tight end right there. Okay. Jay? This, the best bit is Nolan Smith. Keep him in state. He's probably one of the smartest football okay. players, period, on the board, and he's a champion. So you're bringing in this championship mentality that you probably need because the division is so wide open. You need some of that on your roster to bolster the opportunity for you to at least clinch the division and win it. Correct. But uh, they need, they really need a reliable, like Drake London's okay but I think they need somebody who's really going to come in there immediately, who's NFL ready. And, and I thought London was that guy. And he's not. I'd move London to my two, and I'd automatically make Quentin Johnson my normal. That kid played his ass off. Yes. This year in, in the college playoffs, he's big. He has huge hands. I, I love the kid's game. I love his confidence. I think he'd be a good fit there because um, Pitts is probably not going to stay healthy. He, he he has the injury bug. It might hit him again. You got two big options now. Who's one almost as big as a tight end in London? Right. The other big receiver, because that you're not going to need to score that many points to win. You're just going to need to be able to keep keep the defenses off the field pretty much, right? And just keep keep the ball moving. T O P. Yeah, it's going to be the weakest division in football again next year. So, so I like him there for the Falcons. All right, now we go to the Bears, and I'm yeah, saying, Bears. and I'm saying, offensive lineman here. You need to protect Justin Fields, or he will be like Robert Griffin III calling Michigan games up in the booth. Yeah. Sorry, Trey. <laughs> no, no, I want it. I want my guy protected. So. Oh yeah, no, but I meant about the Michigan part. Oh man. I mean, <laughs> 
Because oh, Robert, Robert Griffin's been very weird calling those games. <laughs> <laughs> it was very odd and very uncomfortable to, watching Robert Griffin call college football games. Oh, that guy's so luscious. Look at his lusciousness. I'm like, Robert, what the fuck Robert, am I watching? <laughs> Robert, shut up. Robert, shut up. Um, Trey, who you got? Anyway. I mean, yeah, I'm all for take the best line on the board because they have fields out here, you know, running for his life. I would if and the only other one I would have considered, but I'm probably gonna lean off as a line, is I would have considered Smith and Jay from Ohio State the receiver. The receiver, yeah. They need someone there. They need it, they needed like all those positions, but I think either of those. Jay? Uh, I like the kid out of Georgia, Broderick Jones. Mm. Six mm. foot five. The kid's ginormous. Tight end, uh, right? Oh, I know. No, oh, tackle, tackle, tackle. That's yeah. right. Yeah he, yeah, he doesn't have first round talent. So, in all likelihood, they're probably going to take at that point if he's on the board, Jalen Carter, because they need a splash player on either line. But I agree with you guys. Like, you got to do something to get to at least, at least. <laughs> Give your quarterback a chance to feel like he doesn't have to run for his life almost on every series of the damn game. So have somebody in there that's going to have his back. Mike? I I see it. I see it. Um, I think they'll address that in the next round. Mm -hmm. Um, Here I have them, um, the best choice being uh, Joey Porter Jr. to jumpstart that defense. Mm-hmm. He's such a versatile defensive player. Um, I still have him on the board. I know I know. amongst our picks, some of us don't have him on the board. I still have him on the board, and I think he's such an athletic talent that can play uh-huh. in multiple spots on that defense. I think he jumpstarts that defense for him. Mm-hmm. And now we go to my lovely birds. I haven't taken a kicker. <laughs> I haven't taken a punter. There you go. We need. We didn't lose our punter halfway. That was Never. the only position. That was the only position. Ironically, that was the only position we did lose in week eight. <laughs> we lost our punter. <laughs> I'm taking a. No, I remember that was a true concern on our on our depth chart. Like, there was a lot of Eagles stats that were just like, "Who the hell is going to be our punter?" Like we had Jake Elliott doing both at one point, but I got an me, idea, guys. What if we just make sure we don't need one? <laughs> so I have for my trusted Eagles. Either go grab yourself a top center because Jason Kelsey is not going to be with the team next year, and or and I, I've been back and forth behind it, but I would grab Bijan. I think he's a good talent. I think he's a generational talent. I think he can really help Jalen not take the abuse that Rashad Penny and all the other guys are not. Like Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell are receiving backs. Mm. Bijan's a power back, so and he can be a receiving back. So I'm saying Bijan Robinson. Trey. Okay, so I mean you talked about this in a separate thing. I wouldn't go Bijan. The reason I wouldn't, if I were the Eagles, this is completely separate from draft. I would actually call Tennessee and trade for Derrick Henry. You're not no. gonna give him a first round pick. Mm-mm, mm-mm. You can get your power, you get to put him in the backfield with Jalen. So I, I switch. I don't want that. I switch I switch. I'm going with Trey's answer. No, <laughs> I, would, I would go that route because he's going to be on the block. Tennessee. That is interesting. He can be so a giant. Go, Could you imagine during the draft night while we're calling it that they do that, like like they did AJ, AJ Brown? Brown Sorry, Trey, I didn't make a joke. AJ Brown was last year, right? So yeah, I know. I would, I would get aggressive and do that, but you're not even going to take a first to do that. So what I probably would go draft is Branch from Alabama. You can feel mm. he can play corner or safety. Yeah, Ross Gardner Johnson and Slay and him are getting older. So now you can feel one or two of those holes. I, I hear you. I had that down. I had that down to a corner too. But Jay, 
Well, they're definitely called draft tampering at that point. To think, why is Tennessee bolstering their roster that much once again and giving up their next best offensive player year after year? Um, you know what? I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball in here. Can you imagine the Eagles with another speedster receiver on the team in the form of Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee? Yeah. Could yeah. you imagine having more speed on that roster yeah. where literally I love this and just be like, hey, one of you guys, go get it. <laughs> and somebody's going to go get it. They would be unbelievably exciting where the defense wouldn't even need to bolster up that much and improve. So I'm taking Jalen Hyatt and throwing a, just throwing a wrench in everybody's wheel saying, guess what? I dare you guys to stop us now. Who, who are you going to choose? Who are you going to choose? Because guess what? If you if you do go ahead and decide to, to this, say, hey, I'm going to stop your receivers, then your quarterback's going to now rush for the most rushing yards ever in NFL history in a season because the field's going to be freaking wide open on every other play. So it's, it's choose your poison. I think that would be – I would hate it. Because I think they'd probably lose one game in the regular season because they'd sit out everybody in game 17. But <laughs> at least we know one of our guys that would love it on the panel. So, <laughs> punter. Could you imagine the Yes, Jay. Yes, I can't imagine it. All right. I don't want to, but I can't. Because yeah. the Giants don't have one receiver. Why do the you Eagles have four. Hate me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who I choose, Jay. I don't know. Okay, I don't know. We lost Julian Love. I don't know. All right, no, who did you choose? In all honesty, um, it kind of my my pick kind of went back and forth. I had um, initially Lucas Van Ness, the DN from Iowa. Yeah, yeah I um, liked him. Yeah, but based on our conversations, your and I's conversations earlier in the week of what you what you were saying, the Eagles most likely need and kind of breaking down the roster. I have them taking Paris Johnson. Because that's that offensive lineman that can sit behind Kelsey and Lane John and Lane Johnson. Look at that. You just get yeah. a Johnson replacing a Johnson. Right. <laughs> um, can sit behind them, doesn't have to have as much pressure to immediately be good out of the gate. Uh-huh. Roger Jones would be another choice. I had forgotten about him from Georgia, but I would still slight edge to Paris Johnson out of out of uh the Ohio State University. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> I knew I knew Trey would point. Um, but yeah, I think I think getting that you're in such a good position that you if you're not gonna trade 10 for some dumb Derrick Henry move that's gonna make me sad, then um then I think bolstering the O-line for the future here would probably be the best pick. But listen, you well, that's... there's a lot of time. You're probably gonna get the other kid from Tennessee, Cedric Tillman, because they've been talking about yeah. him going to the Giants yeah, a yeah. lot. And that's that's not I really don't know. I, f- I feel like well, there's a trade Madison coming, too. but I mean we'll find out we'll we'll find out next week as Cinco Squad is going remote and gonna be live at Maloney's yeah. local Irish pub in Car- the Carowood location. You guys know we're gonna switch up our whole top ten come this time next well, week. Well, no, I mean this top <laughs> ten, and just so everyone knows, this is a top ten that we we think would the team take. should no if we were in the position, this right. is who they should take because we don't right, think right. five quarterbacks should go one through five. But right. fellas, I think it's time for Stomp the Squad. If you yeah, tuned in, boy. Grandpa Jason is taking away. Thank you for Explain tuning it. into our draft preview of what teams should do. But you know this is the most exciting part of the show. And we got Mr. Trey Day, Mr. Cinco in the building with us tonight. So it's going to be a special stump the squad. Here's how it happens. We cheat because we look up the answers, but get it wrong. So you guys don't <laughs> know it as much as us. But 
that's just how we do to make you guys feel good about yourself. So two points for correct answer, minus two for wrong answer. Whoever has the most points at the end of Stump the Squad gets the round of the week. I'm feeling Mikey's question right now, so enlighten me, Mr. Mike. Okay. okay. I can enlighten you with my question. You would expect that I would bring you an NHL playoff question once again. But it's NBA. But it's NBA. <laughs> I bring can you I, an NBA Can I say player. one thing? What? Yeah. The Kraken are up 2 nothing in the first. Let's go Seattle. Let's go Seattle. That's awesome. Oh, can I say one thing? The Rangers are beating the, the Rangers are beating the Devils five to one right now. So game set. All right, let's and get we it. go back to the Garden. Anyway, so I do bring you an NBA playoffs question, gentlemen, and that NBA playoffs question is: How many times has an eight seed gone on to win the NBA Finals? Again, Kirk, how many Kirk, times has this. the eight seed I'll go last. gone on to win the NBA Finals? Trey definitely knows this. Zero, one, two, or three? Zero. Grand Pache. John says zero. Zero. The Knicks made it in 99. They beat the Heat in the first round. They were one seed. They played the Spurs. That was a shortened season. And that was the Spurs' first ring. Or, yeah, that was that was Pop's first ring with that whole goon squad. And so the Knicks were the closest to doing it. So zero. Zero because of what Jamie said. The Knicks mm-hmm. were as close as they got, and they it was a short season, so they probably weren't really the worst team because they were sitting there with Spreewell, Houston, all those guys. So they probably weren't truly an eight, but the short season put them in the eight seed. Yep. So zero. Mike looks disappointed. We're all right. Moving on. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was zero. The the Knicks are the only eight seed to ever make the finals. In okay. fact, no seven seed has, has won either. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, who you want next? Uh, Trey, Trey can go. Okay, so with the NFL draft coming up, uh, we will do this in pertainment to the NFL draft. So the first NFL draft was in 1936. Anybody remember Grandpa Jay? Do you remember that draft? Or of course I remember that. He was with his girl, Sister Jean. <laughs> So you'll remember this answer. Who was the first ever NFL draft pick? Mm. A. Wayne Milliner. B. Bill Shakespeare. C. Jay Berwanger. D. Uh, Phil Bryant. I like the Ooh, name Bill Wanger. First ever NFL draft pick. I'm gonna say Phil Bangwanger. Wow, what a name! Is that his name? Phil, or did I combine two names? You just combine two names. Hey, <laughs> Berwanger and Phil Bryant. Bye. Which one are you taking, John? <laughs> the A or D? The Banger Wager. <laughs> this is a funny name. Trey, who's D? How many D's mean? D probably is a guy. How many D's? Say it again, sir. Uh, okay, so A, Wayne Milliner. B, Bill Shakespeare. C, J, Burwinger. D, Phil Bryant. Okay, Bill Shakespeare is also... Like that's William Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> so it would be insane if that was who it was. Yeah. Why can William Shakespeare have been an NFL draft? Loud shot. Running with a book down the field. <laughs> what, Flip the page, coach. Flip the what, page. What, what light through yonder stadium breaks? All right. Make it easy. Give me right. C. 
just because they have the most ordinary name. I'm between A and D, ointment. Um, give me A. I'm just gonna go with my gut and go with A. You're gonna John, go what letter are you choosing? Because you said four names. He's John, going with Bang Wanger. I go on Bang Wanger. But that's like three of them combined: A, B, C, or D. I don't know which ones. Isn't one named Bang Wanger? That's C. C. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Jay you're going C. John you're going C. Mike you're going A. Hey. Hey. Hmm. He, he stumped squat here, but somebody was smart. So, Mike, the only person I was able to stump was Mike. Ah, bang wingers! Now, now, the funny part is, y'all thought William Shakespeare was made up. Bill Shakespeare was actually the number three pick in the draft. Wow. He was drafted by the Pittsburgh Pirates of the NFL. Nice. The Wayne Milliner, the first pick, is actually a real person, also. He was the 61st, 65th pick to the Boston Redskins. And last, I flipped the name. It wasn't Phil Bryant, but it was off. It was a guy named Paul Bryant, if you remember that name. Paul he was the 31st Bunyan pick, <laughs> a.k.a. Bear Bryant, with the 31st Paul Bear pick Bunyan Bryant. to the yeah. then Brooklyn Dodgers of the NFL. Wow. No wonder we don't baseball know these teams. guys. They were picked by baseball teams. Yeah. Yes, there were baseball teams all in the field. That <laughs> <laughs> all right, who's next, Rich? Am I out already? No, you're at minus two. No, you're not out. Uh, I'm going to go with Jay. All right. You guys know I'm going straight back to the hardwood. So the Milwaukee Bucks tied the all-time record in the playoffs for three-pointers in a single game, 25 threes. Which team did they tie was it the 2018 Warriors, the 2016 Rockets, the 2016 Golden State Warriors, or the 2016 Cleveland Cavaliers? Oh, I'm and so Bucks see. hit 25 threes in okay. game two. So, so, the, so the obvious answer is one of the Warrior teams. I'm going to go with the Rockets. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm between, the Rockets, because they were in that 2018 season, they were chucking. 2016. That's when they were supposed to beat Golden State. They were up three one. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, Houston. I feel like it's one of those games where Harden did hit the twenty threes or something. <laughs> it was close, and then they had um, what's his face? Um, CP3. I forget. They, well, I mean, Eric here's Gordon. a three. Eric, Eric Gordon. Gordon. Eric Gordon. That's it. Yeah. So Houston. I wanna, yeah, I want to say it's, it's the Cavs. You're not stopping me here. The Cavs did it. It's Gentlemen. the Cavs. The Rockets had the record for most threes missed in the playoff game, though. In a That's well the hard. Rockets. Well, that's what it is. I have successfully stumped the non-Cleveland Cavalier fan or the non-Cleveland guy. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I successfully stumped John and Mike. The Cleveland guy got now the answer right. It's the Cavs. Now you're out. So now it's up to – so the score right now is Jay at four, me at two, Mike at minus four. He's done. Uh, Trey's at four. So – I love when Trey just shows up and wins. Let's go. Well, you asked some easy questions. What are you talking about? Give me three in a row. (laughs) All right. So here's a hockey question since I'm going to ask one. What player holds the record? I I think Mike might get this, but uh, what player – that that was the hard part. It's like when I find a question, like I'm looking at NBA, I'm like, what one will Jamie and Trey get? (laughs) Which one will Mike get? (laughs) (laughs) I know know Trey's going to get this one. Of course. Um, Hockey's his favorite sport. Um, What player holds the record for the most career goals in a Stanley Cup final? 
Is it Gretzky? Is it Jean Bellevue? <laughs> Bellevue. Bellevue. Gordy Howe or Maurice Richards? Richard. Richard. Ah, uh, that's actually, this might not be one I know. Wow. Um, I'm going to go. Hmm. I'm going Maurice. So it is Rocky right. Richard. The goals, the goals trophy I'll is go named Maurice. Beneveau, how? I'm gonna, I'm gonna or, go Beneveau, or the great one of all time. You know, we had a, a, a question the other day, and we all should have gone with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar because he was the obvious, and I didn't. So I'm going with Captain Obvious here. Give me the great one. Okay, Jamie, Mike, and Trey have all made their selections. Yeah. Someone won. And someone, <laughs> he always says that. Well, I, can, I can see you. I know what it looks like when you go to type something. Because I, I so do. The week 55 champion is. And my computer froze. <laughs> Hold on. I can go look. I'm out. So. Hold on. Hold on. I'm not going to say. I'm just going to read. I got it. I got oh, it. I can't, I can't see it anyway. So. I know I deleted it because my computer froze. Trey is week 55 champions. Maurice Richards. Wins. And he leads in the most overtime game of uh, most goals in overtime with three. Nice. Nice. In, in the Stanley Cup final. So, Trey, hold on. I got to get your rant of the week up. So, Trey is. So, too obvious. So, I went with the first night in there. <laughs> so, Trey, what is your. You are the Cinquenta Cinco champion. You'll get your ring now. You'll get your ring now. <laughs> <laughs> Trey's ran Trey's ran to the week. Go for it, brother. Go for it, man. So uh a lot of NBA talk this week. I've been putting back my tray on the block video. So I had a feeling I was winning today, so I saved his rank just for this. I had a feeling I was I was gonna need to take this one to the block. But uh I guess a lot of these debates, especially with older guys, about how the NBA was so much better in the 90s and whatnot. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the 90s didn't ball, but the NBA right now has more parity and skill probably than any point in NBA history. I mean, it's overall. Because mm -hmm. basically, sometimes you'll look at the 90s and you'll throw, and I mean, no shade to like 80s enforcers, but a lot of these guys couldn't even dribble a basketball. If they play <laughs> football out here, and they're knocking dudes over, and that's cool. But my point is, you put these guys out here, Steph Curry is putting some of these guys in a cycle. You got a guy like Yoke, just seven foot, bringing the ball up, dribbling, passing. So I'm watching Sabonis. I'm watching every night, Anthony Davis. I'm watching skill one through five. People that can all dribble, distribute, play defense, switch off, these sort of things. You had a lot of steps. For every Michael Jordan that was great, every Pippen, the center of Luke Longley, who's basically sitting here in concrete. So I would say there's more skill <laughs> in the NBA now than ever. Other thing, too, and back in the day, there was a lot more iso ball. In iso ball, it's a little easier to leave that stiff guy chilling because now you got Michael Jordan guarding the best player, and that's it. That ain't going to happen now. We're going to put you on the screen. We're going to get Michael Jordan off you. Now we're going to make this big dude get out here and ball, or he's going to get off the court. One of these two things will happen. And that's why I would say it's more skilled to me now than it ever has been in the NBA. I'm yeah. not going to say it's the best NBA, but I'm going to say it's more skilled in the NBA than it's ever been. Well, I feel like everyone's uh, – I mean, that's a good rant. I mean, because ultimately I agree with you. Like, there's 
a lot more talent. You've got a lot more threats when it comes to the NBA now. And I think we've brought this up, fellas, a bunch of times on the, on the show. Mm-hmm. Is, 100%. is that, you know, it's very difficult because you can't just leave a man wide open. I was seeing that the other night. They were leaving, like, Jokic wide open. And I'm like, why? He can shoot. Like, it, like I don't understand, like, some of that mentality. But, like, I, I agree with you. It's it's nice to see that there's a lot more skill. There's Guys are faster, stronger, can jump higher, can move the ball better. Um, and you see it in the college ranks too, right? So you see the guys getting better and better and better. Yeah. Where you see these max schools, you know, are we surprised that, you know, a, a non-power five is making it to the lead eight in Sweet 16? You know, those type of things. The Owls of FAU. They fly on. Hey, you just wait until, unfortunately, I hate to mess with Detroit fans, but they're probably going to get the one pick. Hopefully they don't for his sake. But when Miami is going to take the league by storm, and I hope it's not in Detroit because Detroit's kind of lost in translation right now. Even though they thought they had something going good, like nobody really pays attention to Detroit basketball. So I hope for his sake somebody else ends up getting that one pick and he gets a little more uh, of the glory. Well, I shouldn't say the glory, but he gets – he got some more face time, put it that way, in his rookie yeah. season. He's going to be yeah. sensational. I don't think he's going to be a piston. Well, I think he's going to be a spur. Ooh. Well, we'll have that conversation more towards the end of June, where we may be on the road again. We'll stay tuned. Hmm. So, any any final thoughts on this wonderful weekend of the playoffs? Yeah, they just suspended James Harden for hitting uh, – who is it? He oh. hit – James Harden just got James suspended Harden. for, uh, sorry, ejected for ejected, yeah. uh, striking O'Neal in the groin. And we're talking about this. I guess they're just trying to protect everybody now. And any little thing classifies as an ejection, which could be a possible suspension. I didn't see the play. I don't know how obvious it is. I think some players are really better actors now than ever before. Oh, Big yeah. up to my main man, Vladi Divac, who is the best of all time. But it, it, sometimes you kind of know that they're trying to sell everything all the time. And I think the referees need to take that into account. And those players need to be suspended if you look at video evidence to prove that they're really trying to oversell something. I understand. Yeah, it's 100%. I mean, I think guys are flopping a lot more. And, um, you know, one thing I don't like in the NBA playoffs is replay uh, on fouls. I don't like that factor. Never have. Um, I don't like that. I mean, I didn't like when they did it for pass interference in the NFL. So, that should be eliminated from the playoffs. If you want to do it during the regular season, fine. But during the playoffs, you shouldn't be able to follow a final replay. So, mm-hmm. any final thoughts, Trey or Mike, before we head out into – Trey, I'll let you. Uh, it's been good games. I just want more good playoffs. I mean, we got – Heck, yeah. NHL playoffs, we got NBA playoffs. So, hopefully, we just keep getting good games and – uh, it's, it's a lot going on this weekend in sports, so it'd be a lot to talk about next week. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Look forward to this weekend. One hundred percent. Well, go Rangers! Right? Go Rangers! Five one two zero series like, lead. Let's like, go. Like I mentioned on, on uh, in the beginning, in the middle, make sure you tune in for our draft night special uh, at Maloney's. Local Irish pub, the Carrollwood location. If you are in Tampa, come on down. They got great beer, great burgers, and great wings. So come on down. We're going to be there from 7.30 to the end of the draft. Let's have a great time and come on down and, you know, say hi to us and maybe get get a guest appearance on the show. So we'll see you guys next week for our draft night special, 7.30 Eastern at Maloney's Local Irish Pub. See you next week.
probably all they could make.